Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward. I am your host, and I'm so happy to be bringing you our guest today, Jenny Belanger. Jenny is the CEO of Jenny B Designs, a web design studio for coaches and service providers who want to up-level their online presence. She uses a mix of marketing strategies and conversion design to create beautiful websites that book more clients and make more sales. She's a mom of two kids, ages five and six, and loves the Peloton. She's got 400 plus rides. Jenny's joining us from Reading, Mass, to dig in to how she built her web design business. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. All right, there you go. We're high fiving the world with Jenny B from Jenny B Designs. Jenny Belanger, welcome to the show, Jenny. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. We're happy to have you. Um, so tell the audience who's listening on their favorite, you know, podcast platform or maybe even watching here on YouTube what it is you do at Jenny B Designs. I love working with entrepreneurs as one myself. I know what they need and I'm a web designer and I love to design beautiful, but more importantly, strategic designs um, so that you can book more clients and make more sales. Right. So, you know, having come from the web agency world myself, having successfully exited, as I like to tell people, um, I always knew that people came to us for SEO. They came to us for more clients. But the reality was... Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't ranking high that they needed. It was just more clients. And so conversion was a big part of that. Um, and I think too often as small business owners, we get stuck in what we think we need rather than what we really need, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your journey. How long have you been in business? I've been in business uh, almost a year and a half. For myself. Okay, so you started pretty much right during the pandemic. Shortly after, yes. Oh, wow. That was a risk, huh? Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess my first question is, what do you know now that you didn't know then? What do I know now? I know now that um, I need to dedicate a lot of time to making relationships. Relationships are what moves my business forward. And I had no idea when I started. I came from a business background marketing, finance, and I knew everything that it took to run the business, but I didn't know about the relationship building and the networking and, and how big that is. Isn't that something like, I had no concept of it either when I started my business back in 2002 and really started digging into it in like 2005 and then throughout the late 2000s. And to be honest with you, like the networking the relationship building as a whole is what saved my business in the downturn of the economy in 2008. I got an idea from somebody in a business peer group that I was in that basically saved my company. 
And when I implemented it, had I not implemented, I probably would have been out of business. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'll never forget when I was like 18, my grandfather was a judge for the social security administration in DC. He said, it's all about who you know. And I was like, no, it's kind of what you know. Cause if you meet somebody and you, and you sound stupid, it's, it's dumb. Like it's not going to work. And he's like, boy, let me tell you, it's who you know. Yeah. And I wish, I wish I would have doubled down earlier in life on those relationships, just it, it, friendships, life friendships and relationships. And once you get into business, you meet all these great people and they teach you so much, right? I mean, yeah. What, yeah. what would you say some of the takeaways are from the relationships that you've built with others? Well, just relationships I built with other designers and people, you know, similar to myself, you know, all the tools of the trade, you know, things that kind of helped me run my business and then just how to manage life and business. That's what I've learned a lot from others. Because when you start business for yourself, you don't think it's going to be what it is. And you find yourself like trying to juggle everything. And I've learned a lot from others about how to maintain balance or, and try, trying to maintain balance, which is super important. So that's so interesting you bring that up. Um, my latest book, The High Five Effect, uh, was written because I feel like people left the corporate world because they wanted three things, more money, more time, and more freedom. Mm -hmm. And they don't get them early on in the business, right? Mm -hmm. And so now for me, I've achieved those things. And the most important thing for me personally and professionally is the freedom part doing what I want, when I want, where I want, and how I want. And so I'm very strategic about the clients that I bring on with for me. In the book, I interviewed 50 small business owners talking about the, they were picking all these, you know, they were their clients were coming to them, but they weren't pushing any of them away. And the primary reason was they needed the money in startup mode to get through what's called survival stage and and into security stage, which is this predictable amount of recurring revenue. And so we often don't think about, you know, the adverse effect of some of those relationships that we take on. And, yeah. and the stuff that you're learning in the first year and a half, I didn't, I didn't learn that for 10 years, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you're in accelerated mode right now, which is awesome. Like you're in, light speed mode when it comes to relationship building and learning because I think I think when those people are teaching you, you know, they're sharing these things. Work-life balance, I was like, what was that? The first 10 years I was in business, I was like, what is that? But it sounds like you have that, right? I do. I've, I've worked hard. I've, I, and, I've, and I've only learned about it through my relationship with others. And, 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 and I'm, I'm in a lot of groups where women entrepreneurs talk about this because it is so hard. And I, and I hear you because I feel like it wasn't talked about or I wasn't in the world, but I feel like it wasn't as talked about as it is today. And it's so important. And it's such a, such a well, big part. Isn't that, you think maybe that's a spotlight on mental health and also working for employers that overwork you and things like that. People are not looking for that life anymore. And, and, um, you know, work-life balance, I think is a, to a degree, it's a buzzword because it can mean many, many different things to many people. Um, but I think it also, it, it just, to me, the definition of work-life balance is choice. It's decision. It's, 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 is it deliberate? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I had a conversation with somebody just yesterday about this. It was like through Facebook messenger and they were asking me about this idea of doing more fun activities than just working. Mm 
and they have like two jobs or three jobs. And I said, well, freedom and personal time is a very deliberate choice. Yeah. It's a very deliberate decision and you must protect it with your life. Like you, you have to not allow other people to steal your time. Yeah. How do you, how do you do that? I was gonna say, so I'm organized, right? Yeah. Okay. And I organize my free time. I find that planning allows me to have more freedom, as odd as it sounds. But I need to look at my week and say, I want to do something for me. I'm this block. I put it in, and I have to stick to that. And that gives me more freedom. So that's interesting you say that because um, I'm a member of the Freedom Boat Club, which is like this rental, like you, you. You join the club and then you can take boats out and you just pay for gas. You don't have to maintain them. You don't have to clean them. It's super cool, right? I don't mm -hmm. have to trailer the boat. I don't have to have insurance. Yeah. And so it's super nice. And I can take them out pretty much anywhere in the country where there's a club. And they have reciprocal privileges. What I found over the years of having that was that if I actually didn't schedule boat days into my calendar, I wouldn't use the service. And... So I love the fact that you're saying, look, look, planning makes way more sense when you want to actually have more time. It allows for much more freedom. And I think that that's such a huge nugget for people because I'm completely disorganized. Like I, the secret here, Jenny, is that I just took my arm and pushed everything off this desk <laughs> and onto the floor. No, I can't. But, I'll tell you this little quick story. I hired a professional organizer once. She came into my office and I wanted like filing and a system built. Like what's the system? Where does stuff go? And and uh, she, she was doing the initial intake and she was asking me questions, which is what a great service provider will always do. And she said, okay, let me ask you, do you ever like you put things over here? I see and everything. Do you ever put them on the floor? And I looked at her and I went, um, you can do that? So I started building piles on the floor. No, that's <laughs> that was not what was supposed to happen. No. Um, but I have learned when it comes to like my personal time and the freedom that you talk about, that if we don't schedule those days off, that we get calendar creep and things will go into other days. Yeah, yeah. I, you said you schedule your boat rides. Uh, this summer, I wanted to go to the beach with the kids. And if I didn't schedule those days, we would think about going to the beach, but never do it. So put it in, going to the beach on these days. And how do you not have um, work guilt? Well, I, I tell myself, I don't work full time. I take Fridays. Today is actually Friday, but it's my family day. So it's not yeah. my working day. Yeah. So I rearrange my schedule so that I can work those four days. And Friday is usually my fun day. You know what? So same thing. Fridays are my fun day because I go ATV um, mm -hmm. in my side-by-side. -side and I do it on three-day weekend type of thing. Last weekend was Labor Day. And we're recording this right after Labor Day. And so I did um, 410 miles through the woods of New England. Oh, nice. It was awesome. And um, I, so I try not to work any Friday. I try not to work Mondays, but that hasn't been working lately. So what what happens with me is I get the project. I'll get a project that's like a big project, like the book. And then I'll work on the days I really shouldn't work. Um, but I have, to me, it's a choice, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not just a I have to, it's a I get to. 
And yeah, so okay. I'm saying I get to produce this great book. And so if I want to get it out in October of 2021, I'm going to need to work on this on a couple extra days. And so I, I, I buckle down and do it. And that's, that's how I do it. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to hear that you've, you, you're, you may not have conquered it, but you've got a system in place all within 18 months. And that is so powerful because that's going to allow you to tweak that, as I wrote in the book, shitterate it, right? You get to shitterate your process and your system to uh, as you grow. Mm -hmm. What What does the future hold for Jenny B Designs? Is this going to be a boutique agency with one, two people, or is it going to be more like a, a big bigger agency what's your growth plans i want to just stay myself i want to um i it's funny you say that because i do feel like i've just had this like massive change over the last 18 months and now i'm, I'm in a good place and now i just want to take on um, clients that i love to work with and just do the projects that i love to do and that's that and so i don't I'm not looking to grow maybe have a junior designer help me a little bit but i want to just have the business myself and work with clients that i love that's my goal. Where does that where does that come from? This this guy. It's a, I mean, the whole the whole the subtitle of my book is how to do business with people who bring you joy. That's what you basically <laughs> just said. I did. I did. <laughs> so it took me twenty years to get there. Where does that come from in eighteen months for you? I don't know. I, I, a couple of months ago, I felt like I was in a transition point where I could you know grow, 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 and and keep busy. But that's not why I decided to do this. I decided to do this because I really love designing and I just want to be content with what I mm -hmm. have and enjoy my everyday. And so I made that decision and that's how I'm going to move forward. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. What has been one of the bigger challenges as you've grown in the first 18 months? Um, perfecting my processes, making sure that, you know, I work with a lot of with clients on projects, making sure that I have everything streamlined and um, making sure that, you know, everything was organized and then just juggling, juggling everything that I have going on and finding a rhythm. And I think I finally have found that. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm just, you know, moving forward from there. Now, are you, are you, would you consider yourself to be one of those lifelong learners? Do you, do you read a lot? I mean, I mentioned earlier before we started recording that you kind of love my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love reading. I love watching YouTube's like tutorials, oh, yeah. especially with web design. Like I love learning new platforms and I probably shouldn't be, you know, devoting. I'm a WordPress designer, so I should probably yep. stay in my lane, but I love learning about everything. So yeah, I devour information. So talk to me about these business books that you've read. What are some of the great business books that you can share with others who are listening on their podcast platforms or watching on YouTube, what business books have you read that you like? Well, Donald Miller, you know, Story oh, Brand, of course, yeah. that, that's how I do a lot of my designs and when I work with writers and things like that. And then um, probably my other one is Profit First. I read that early on in my journey and um, when I wasn't paying myself and, you know, wasn't putting any money aside for profit. And I implemented that pretty quick. And so that's how I, I run my, my book. So those are those are my two good books. Shameless plug. Mike McCallowitz, yeah. the author of Profit First, has endorsed my book on the cover. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, and uh, Profit First <laughs> is a fantastic book. Yeah. It changed the game of business ownership for me years ago. And wow. 
it's just it it's just one of those things folks that that if you if if you want that first thing i talked about the more money more time more freedom if you want the more money pick up a copy of profit first and start implementing it um you don't have to even implement it to the exact t that mike um recommends i don't but every mm-hmm. single month i swipe my profit to a profit account yep. and when people hear that i literally have 19 or 20 bank accounts they're like what that's un- that's crazy i'm like are you kidding me i i take mike mccallowitz's profit first mix it with dave ramsey's envelope system mm-hmm. and i implement them both in my business and in my personal life and ever since i started doing those things everything has gone right with finances in my life my credit score skyrocketed. I was paying bills on. I used to not pay bills on time, not because I didn't have the money, but because I wasn't organized. Mm-hmm. Right now, I automate everything yeah. so that bills just get paid. Like literally, the, the the mortgage gets automatically paid. The car payments are automatically paid. Like once you can figure out how to do that, and it's a small step process, then everything else starts to align. And, you know, it's that's the beauty of this whole thing is that once you get, you know, I, I, the book I wrote talks about doing business with people that bring you joy and it raises your own joy. But think about what it does when you actually have the funds to pay your own bills, how you feel now versus when you don't have the funds. Right. Yeah. And you start being I started using this term fiscally responsible. And I would say to myself, is that the fiscally responsible thing yeah. to do? Yeah. And this, Sometimes, Jenny, I would still cave and still do it, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it wasn't, at the time I bought my Peloton, it wasn't the fiscally responsible thing to do. <laughs> it might have been the physically responsible thing to do, but it wasn't yeah. the fiscally because those things aren't cheap. But, yeah. it, you know, and so, like, I just continue, even like, so, like, on the first or second of every month, I swipe my profit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that he talks about in the book. And this month, I was out riding the trails. And I could, I could, I didn't do it. And so by the, I think it was on the eighth of the month I swiped it. And I was like, okay, I got to swipe. But I get all yeah. excited. Yeah. When, yeah. And then on the quarters, you get to take your distribution from the profit account. And it's like, cha-ching. And when he says in the book, you're not allowed to spend it back on your business. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm going to spend it on my ATV. Yeah. Like that's, and it just feels good, you know? Yeah. Those Tell me books- how. How has that stuff changed your life? How has business books and business education changed your business life and your personal life? Um, well, I mean, I working for yourself, it's different than work, you know, running a business that has that's full of employees. So I had to learn all like everything that goes into running running my business. So that like just learning everything from the ground up and just reading, you know, not just business books, but self help like like the whole balancing things and and maintaining you know your 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 mental capacity and just just understanding how to to have that balance that's that's done a lot for both my business and my and my personal life managing the kids it sounds like organization and planning are a big strength of yours Mm, yes um they're not mine you know, I have to work really hard at planning something. I'm usually a much more like, let's just go. Who cares? Like, mm-hmm. uh, what's 
what's the planning all about? You know, I literally have had speaking gigs where I'm supposed to fly somewhere and I'm not buying the ticket in enough time and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. I um, <laughs> what, what, what would you say? I mean, obviously those are some unique strengths, but what would you say your unique strengths are as a whole? I would say, um, obviously my organization, but, um, my ability to get along with others, uh, I'm an Enneagram nine. If anyone is familiar so, with what, before we go any farther, tell everybody what Enneagram is. Oh, well, I, I, I can't do it justice, but it is a system where you are defined by nine numbers and your personality fits into one of those nine categories. Got it. So for me, I'm a nine and the nine is called the peacemaker. And um, we have the ability to get along with anyone and see both sides of the story. So I find myself able to, you know, be in a conversation and understand where they're coming from and also share where I'm coming from. And, and there's, we don't like to have conflict. So I guess. So you're like a business point. therapist almost? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you, could, you could say that. Yeah. I do have clients who tell me a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I mean, I never taken the Enneagram test, so I don't know if I'm a nine. I can tend to see both sides of the story. I definitely don't like conflict, kind of run from that. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know that I'm necessarily a peacemaker either, right? I'm not yeah. going to, sometimes I'll try to bring two parties together and kind of make peace, but other times I'm just like, there's conflict there, so I'll just go the other way. You know, yeah. and yeah. that's tough. Like when I had my agency, I had eight employees. So, you know, when you have eight employees, there's, there's always conflict. It might right. be between workload or, or time you know, schedules or what, you know, whose cubicles where all, you know, I, I can't think of the conflicts we actually had on the team because it was so long ago, but mm -hmm. I'm sure that there were, I usually just delegated them. <laughs> so, to the, my GM Mark or, or yeah. my HR person Carol or something, I'd be like, "Can you handle this?" Because I don't. It's not my thing. Um, w would you say that others uh, recognize your strengths in you? Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, you know, I I think that people recognize that I'm easygoing and you know easy to work with and um, kind. I get that a lot too. And, and I try to incorporate kindness in everything that I do. I think Jenny, you know, we, we had one conversation a long time ago. It was like a one-to-one, -one, but there's something that I, I, I recognize with you is you have this really calming effect to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's confidence mixed with this calm, the calmness that makes people who might be freaking out about their web design or their marketing or their growth or whatever, that when you talk to them, they just feel the confidence coming out of you because you can calm them down from that, you know, and you have a very calming presence, which I think is, is a great attribute. You know, uh, it, I can see what you say about people recognize that you're nice or whatever, because you're super easy to get along with. Like you said, the Enne Enneagram thing, you know, and that's, that's noticeable immediately. That's a huge attribute when it comes to networking and especially referrals, right? It's because people that, you know, people refer who they know, like, trust and care about, right? If you're nice, they're going to be nice to you, right? It's the reciprocity effect. And that's a, a super valuable a personality trait to have. Um, I think that's, that's fantastic that, that you've been able to 
tap into that for sure. You know, has it been hard for you? No, I, I, I've always just had this way and, and it's just combining my organization with this kindness and this easygoing that actually has been really wonderful working with clients. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, Talk to me in, in the growth of your business overall, not including industry-specific software. What software would you recommend other people listening or watching on YouTube check out that could help their business grow? So not WordPress, but something else. So I'm all about the integration. So I yeah. think anything they can automate and put in place in the back end. So a scheduler, like scheduler is the main thing. That Which one do you use? Uh, I actually use HoneyBook, so I have my okay. CRM, so I yep. use a scheduler there. But I used to use Calendly. There are so many yep. good ones. That's like yep. something super simple that will save you so much time and effort. That's a big one. So I love. I want to talk about the scheduler for a second because I send my scheduler out to everybody. Um, it's how we book the podcast. It's how I book one-to-one calls. I find it super, super easy to use. My mentor, on the other hand, says he refuses to use them and finds them impersonal. Mm-hmm. I find that challenging because I feel like the back and forth is is much more challenging. I will sometimes, if, if I know that my calendar is pretty booked up because I have freedom days or whatever, I will ask for someone else's calendar link so that I can find the spot. Yeah. Um, what is your feeling on that? Is it? Do you ever find pushback on using a calendar link? No. And and when someone doesn't have it for me, I always get a little bit frustrated because I know mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to have to go back and forth. Or it also makes me think um, about their business systems that I'm like, oh, if they don't have a calendar. Like what else don't they have to help automate their lives and make, make their business work a little bit better? So it, has, it, it, it stops. It stops me to think when someone doesn't have it. Yeah, I have always tried to automate my business in some form or fashion every single week with a small piece of of something. It is mm-hmm. it may not be as dramatic as a new piece of software that is the calendar scheduling tool. It might be just a small thing inside of Zapier yeah. that m- improves my life just a little bit. So recently, I connected. Um, I recently connected the book purchase. If somebody pre buys the book in the pre sale time frame to a Zoom registration to talk about the book and the launch party, right? And so like, that's all done in Zapier, right? Otherwise that would be super manual, right? There's a a number of Zapier things and automation things that we use with the podcast um, and and promotion of the podcast and things like that so that we don't have to have manual involvement. And for those of you that don't know what Zapier is, we'll make sure we we list it in the the show notes, it's Z-A-P-I-E-R. Dot com and what it does is it basically connects two pieces of software that weren't really originally meant to connect together it's like this connector tool and you can get a free account and um, you can also have a paid account but uh, a free account can can make your life very easy it can take a calendar booking for example and somehow connect it in zoom or or send you an email or put it in Trello or maybe in honeybook or whatever your CRM is so there's a lot that it can do that way. So that's cool. That's a great share. And we always like to share those types of things, like the book, Donald Miller Story Brand book, right? We want to make sure that the audience is seeing and hearing from you what it was that it took for you to grow your business, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I asked you before what the biggest challenge was, what, what you didn't know then that you know now, right? But what do you think the biggest, um, what do you, what do you think the biggest impact has been in the first 18 months of growing your business that has helped you get to this point now? What, what one thing has, has impacted you in a way that's helped you get clients or become as successful or even as, um, specific as you are now? I would say a lot of it came from a group that I'm in. Uh, I'm in Pepper Lane. Which oh, is yeah. a group for moms or moms adjacent. And through that group, I have met wonderful connections who have become clients or who I have become client of, clients of who helped me with the, I took an Enneagram course and I learned so much about that. And I took a, an overwhelm course and I've learned so much from every single one of the members in that group. I would say that that group has pretty much changed my business. So, Folks, if you're listening, if you qualify for Pepperland, it might be something to check out. And if you don't, then maybe check out a similar type group, CEO, peer advisory group. There's one called the Alternative Board, called also called TAB. There's a number of those in Massachusetts. I was a member of them for 10 years when I had my web agency. Um, Electra Gavoni runs TAB Boston Northwest. That's a great organization. Um, you know, different, you know... If you're involved in networking groups, some of the people in the networking group can help you as well. You can create your own little mastermind. Um, I think there's a lot of value in that. I mean, I was in TAB when I got the idea that saved my business. It came from a TAB member. Mm -hmm. And so even if you have to pay to be in these groups, these this is, this is not a payment. This is an investment. And it pays off long term. You can Jenny's talking about it right now, about the value that it's had on her business and yeah. That's that's great to hear. Surround yourself with great people. Jim Rohn said you are the equal of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So just keep leveling mm -hmm. that up. And mm -hmm. that's that, you know, if you want to have a joyful business, surround yourself with joyful people, not Debbie Downers, right? The people that mm -hmm. are always complaining that they don't have enough business or where they're going to get it from. Then you give them a yeah. referral and they don't make the calls that they need to make, you know, things like that. So Absolutely. super awesome. Yeah, so um, Jenny, if people want to reach out, I know you're big into networking. It's the relationships that have mattered. We did a one-to-one. -one. That's how we first connected. Um, so if somebody wants to reach out and schedule a one-to-one -one with you or they want to learn more about what an Enneagram 9 is or they want to learn about Pepper Lane and come visit with yeah. you or they want to hire you at Jenny B Designs to help up-level their website and get some more conversions, how would they reach out to you? What would that look like? Um, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at the Jenny B Designs, or you can come visit my website, Jenny B Designs.com, or you can send me an email, Jenny at Jenny B Designs.com. Great. We're going to have all those links in the show notes so you guys can check them out on our social media links on the YouTube channel and on the website, MassBusinessPodcast.com. Uh, really enjoyed having you on the show, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us. And I, I've learned a lot just talking to you. And, and I love the success that you're having in the first 18 months. I can't wait to see where the next 18 months is going to go. Oh. And be careful that you're going to double because maybe you double in revenue, but not double in client size. How about that? Because That sounds good. <laughs> that'll steal your freedom. You don't want that to happen. That's right. Um, folks, make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and smash 
that subscribe button on YouTube. We would love to have you be a subscriber over there. We're trying to get our subscriber links up, so make sure you check us out over there. Carry on in the comments as well, both on YouTube and on social media. Jenny will be monitoring those to make sure that she can answer all your questions about anything you might have, even if you want to connect. And until next time, folks, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Feeling all right. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the world. Make a difference today. the world. What a thing to say. Telling you, there's really nothing to it, it's just an attitude.